It's definitely coming home, isn't it? Beautiful pull down by Bergkamp! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, Wes. Good evening, Kingo. How are we doing? All good. All good. What a win. They did well, didn't they, France? Hey. In all fairness, yeah, France did do quite well. But yeah, it was... We're um, not talking about that. We'll talk about that. Two two teams comfortably winning in, in the World Cup today. So... More importantly, though, before we get into the football, um, I know that King O has put his Christmas tree up today. I did. Enjoyable I've got, time. I've got two questions for you, King O. Yep. Number one, what's the colour scheme? And number two, what's on top of the tree? The star is on top of the tree. Yep. The colour scheme is colourful. It's not one singular colour. We've got a few random a few random uh, decorations on there. But, yeah, what's, your, what's your favourite ornament? Have you got one? So we've got a um, a cow wearing a Christmas jumper and a Christmas hat. A cow? A cow, yeah. Uh, we've got, you know, the turkey from Friends that um, Joey gets stuck on his head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's a turkey with, uh, with like sunglasses a on. on. Oh, okay. But it, rather than the fez, it's got a, a like a, a crown you get out of a Christmas cracker. Beautiful. Um, pigeon with a Christmas hat. So, yeah, some, some pretty yeah, random some, ones. Yeah, some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. So Excellent Christmas in the King King household. I get a little little upset that you haven't got a king on top of your tree. Do people do that? I it's mean, if I if, stuff, yeah. I feel if my surname was King, I probably would. Yeah, well, I could just get on top of it. Man, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Come on, no, nobody wants to. Now, Wes, your tree up yet? No, I don't really have room for a tree in my house. I mean, I've been in your house. There is definitely room for a tree. Where would you put a tree in my house? Where wouldn't you put a tree in your house? Uh, honestly, I don't think I can get one in my house without... Even if it was just a little one. Something. Just a little one on the table? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could do that. But what's the point? You're such a Scrooge. I'm all about Christmas. I, I enjoy a Christmas. Doesn't sound like you're all about Christmas. But I don't I don't have it in my house. People, no one comes to my house over Christmas. What do you mean you don't have Christmas in your house? Well, I always go to... You've got a daughter. Well, yeah. So I go to her house in the morning and then I generally go to my mum's. Right, so I'm with you. Sorry. I'm not in my house on Christmas Day. I genuinely thought you meant you don't allow anything Christmas related no. in your house. No, Christmas no, I'm not allowed in my house. I'm not here. Santa gets to Wes's chimney and thinks, nope. No, he's not. I'm not allowed in. Not allowed down there? Yeah. yeah. 
but you know, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a Christmas jumper, it's a Steelers Christmas jumper. Oh I've, yeah, yeah. I've got, um, I've got, you know, I, I like a, a Christmas hat. I wear the uh, Christmas hat all day. I love a Christmas hat. From a cracker. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Cracker, yeah, regular pink or or yellow or whatever it is. Yeah, potluck, and it you can't choose. No, you um, don't. You can't. And then yeah, I'll, I'll wear that all, all night. I'm not bothered. Love all that. night long. Yeah. And then I, you know me, big board game guy. Love yes. a board game Christmas Day. That's fantastic. So yeah, no, I'm, I am a big Christmas fan. It's just yeah, I never, I never have it in my house because yeah, it's just so, people don't come here. So we just had a really good England performance. We spent the first five minutes talking about our Christmas trees. This is what the listeners want. Yeah, yeah. this is true. Yeah, yeah, you got lots yeah. of messages saying, "Can you, you can you talk about Christmas?" If you yeah. want, if you wanted te- you know technical football analysis, there's there's loads of podcasts around for that. Yeah. But I don't hear Tifo talking about their Christmas trees. So there is a link. Oh, let's link to the football. Uh, should do you think Senegal would have had better luck if they'd have played the Christmas tree formation? Yes, and if they'd have played Mane and better. Although they couldn't play Mane, though. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, then just better. Yeah. yeah I do it think. Was, um... That was that chance at nil nil, and I thought, oh, if that had gone in, that could have changed the game completely, couldn't it? But... Cat amongst the pigeons, I think, would have been the term. Mm. I, I would say it was pretty comfortable for England, wasn't it? The first thirty minutes were slow. what would you call it? Riff, a, little, so slow. <laughs> a little ropey. Yeah, yeah, just this this Maguire and and Stones and Walker just passing it around the back just for a good half an hour. Sometimes losing the ball. Um, and then we decided, actually, let's kick it along a few times. And then, yeah, that led to two goals. And then from there, it was pretty comfortable, weren't it? Yeah. My, my mate texts me saying uh, it's beginning to feel like the USA game here. And then we literally scored as soon as I'd received that. And he, he sent back, actually, don't worry about that. <laughs> so it, it was a bit... <laughs> You're out there, Wes. Yeah, yeah, nearly the the death thing that I nearly had, but I'm fine. There's the there's the proof, 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 proof. Yeah. the proof. Sorry, um, but yeah, I think it was. You know, Touchdown. It didn't look very good until you know we scored, and then we scored, and it looked really comfortable after that. So, I I would say we. I in fact I will say this: I can't remember an England team in my lifetime. Bearing in mind I'm 40, I don't remember the 86 World Cup. I don't really remember the 90 World Cup, Italia 90. I barely remember that. So the first, my first proper World Cup I remember is 94, which obviously England weren't in. Yeah. Um, so then in France, 98. But I can't remember an England team playing A, this professionally, but also B, some of the passing and some of the the moves i don't genuinely can't remember a time when we played like that even if you think back to france 98 when we were good it was more a bit more up and out wasn't it it was a bit more not gung-ho but yeah it wasn't it wasn't as good football yeah we, we if if we were a boxer we'd be a, a knockout merchant we were, we were able to put out some knockout punches rather than actually controlling the fight yeah, well, yeah, I think that's it. but that's exactly what we did in this, right? We just killed the game off as soon as it went to three 0 We kind of sat back and took our foot off it, but by that point, the game was dead. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good way to go about. It. I mean, yeah, well, well, we conceded two goals in the tournament, and that was when we 
we'd already won the Iran game. Um, and since then, yeah, we've looked fairly solid defensively. One of those was a really dodgy penalty, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah it's um, it's looking good. It's looking really good, and it, it's it's when do we start to really believe the hype, isn't it? Because I think the you know British media and, and British fans, it still still does feel very. Uh, yeah, we might win it. Yeah, we might do this, that, and the other. Whereas, you know, I remember, you know, two, 18 months ago during the Euros, by this point, we were losing our shit, thinking we're actually going to win it. Um, I, I mean, think, I, was... I think that that lack of optimism, I think, is a good thing because I don't think anyone, I think after today's game, you may think differently, but not everyone has always said we're probably not going to get past France. And I think mm-hmm. that's the telling point. I think if we can beat France on Saturday, I think that's when you start to go, hello, we've, we've yeah. got a, we've got a fairly good chance here. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a positive after that. I think it was a really, really good performance. Very like, like Neil said, very professional, very, we dealt with the game really, really well, made changes where we need to. Um, like we said, the first half an hour wasn't the best football to watch, but, but at the end of the day, if you're walking away three nil winners, then, then we've done something right. So I still believe. I believe that we will win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was out on um, the main one of the main streets here in Northampton, on when? Wellingborough Road, about an hour before kickoff. Because I, uh, what were you doing out on the Welly Road? Well, I, I don't know if you remember our discussion yesterday, but I had three pizza uh, bases to use up and no cheese, so I had to go get oh, some cheese. cheese. So you shopping. went for cheese. Oh, I thought for a moment you've been out, you know, just randomly distributing pizza. Yeah. No, no, I had to go get some cheese. So. Um, but I've got enough for the three pizzas now. What so, cheese uh, boy? Just mozz. Mozzarella, yeah. Mozz? <laughs> Who calls their cheese mozz? I've just been to get the mozz. Yeah, bit of mozz. Well, mozz. you have to. I'm just off to get the mozz. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a commonly known pizza term. Um, a bit of Cajun chicken, peppers. It was lovely. Um, but yeah, I was out on the street. And I remember going out there, you know, mid-Euros. And there was a buzz around. You know, there's loads of pubs on that street. And there's... There was nothing, absolutely nothing, an hour before kickoff. So it's December, yeah. though. I think that's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. With we're being a summer tournament, you're out in the pub, you're in the garden, and you're spent. You're making a whole day of it. Where now, it's so cold that you're just like, I'm just going to go out just for the game and watch it. So, mm. yeah, I suppose a lot more people will book book time off in the summer as well, won't they? Mm-hmm. So walk up. Whereas it does feel like a lot of people are working. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't working today, but. Uh, I also didn't go to a pub, watched it at home. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a Sunday night, isn't it? A lot of people would have would have gone, ah, do you know what, I'm not going in heavy because it's Sunday night, I've got work in the morning. I think it's a difficult one. I think, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether, it, I think it must be the time of year. It must be that for me. Because even seeing, I don't know if you saw the videos on Twitter of fans in like the box park and stuff celebrating the England goals going wild, beer going everywhere and stuff. I'm struggling to get that feeling. Can we yeah. talk about that for a second? People throwing beers. Oh, what's don't, people, why? What's, what's your feeling on that? Because I think it happens once because people are really, really excited and the beers just go flowing. Now, yeah. it just seems like that's the thing to do. Not yeah, when, when, when you get a goal like Luke Shaw scored in the final, I completely yeah. get it because it was two minutes in. And it was, you know, we, we almost did it. We were sitting in my house and it, we were yeah. in the house. But it's it's different when it's, you know, they, they did it for the second goal. I was on 
was on um, TikTok earlier watching some bits and they all went mental for the second goal. And it's like, it, it, that was just, a, oh yeah, we've got another one. Wicked kind of celebration. Yeah. No need to go truly mad for it. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I can't imagine that I've never been to one of the box park event things or anything. I mean, they do look quite good fun, but I can't imagine that the beers are cheap there. No. Also, I think if I went, imagine if it was 7 0, you'd, you'd come out, it'd be drenched. <laughs> you'd be skint as well. Uh, yeah, skint and just soaked and stinking a <laughs> beer. Yeah. <laughs> For me, that's, I, that's not a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, having been to sort of, you know, fan zones with England games um, in these tournaments, you do, you come out covered in what you hope is beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. They just they, and it's most you know in the fan zone areas they weren't just throwing them when they scored because I mean I went to a fan zone and watched nil nil. You know, remember the Slovenia game, Slovenia Slovakia, one of the two, um, in in the France Euros and yeah, they were just throwing beers the whole game, yeah. the whole game. I don't Keep get it. Beer, in your glass, have a good time, celebrate, maybe spill a little bit over over someone else, but yeah, don't throw it. No need. I mean, but that's the thing. It's one of the things that they've done really well in Qatar, apparently. I was, I was watching a review of some fellas that are out there that are just sort of, you know, telling it how it is. They were talking some negative stuff and talking some positive stuff. And they, they found themselves in a in a fan zone that was aimed for families. And it was, you know, there was benches and sofas and, and stuff like that. And you just can't picture England fans being in there. But because of the culture they have out there, they're able to have these locations where people, families can go and watch the game. And it's, you know, it's a bit lively, but there was no alcohol being served, obviously. So maybe, maybe that's, yeah, some some of the things from this World Cup we can take into future World Cups, I think. Well, yeah, I did, did the beer throwing thing, I don't get. And I have definitely been in a pub or, must have been a pub, I assume. I was trying to yeah. think where else I might have been. But um, with a beer and celebrated a goal and have spilt a bit of my beer. I haven't actively gone to celebrate because throw in your point you must have that is a, you have to think about that you don't naturally just throw it right you might no. you, it might still be in your hand and you, as you're celebrating the beers you know the beers coming out and stuff of course but to actually throw it you're thinking i'm going to throw this beer yeah yeah you're waiting but, for that goal to go in so you can throw it can't wait it's to like throw even, my beer <laughs> even when we're scoring a penalty people are throwing beer and that means you are being ready because you know they're about to score. Because <laughs> that's sometimes what it is like, right? You can say if it's a surprise goal, you like you jump up and the cup yeah. goes with it. But when you know it's a penalty, you're just throwing it because you think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, don't let's let's start a campaign. Yeah, keep your beer in your hand and your point in the glass and just yeah, stop throwing it around everywhere. It's a catchy title. It's a bit long, weren't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we probably need a, probably need a better Short name. Fair name yeah. For, yeah. yeah, no, we'll go with that. I can't mean, yeah. can you remember what you said? Something about throwing beer in, keeping it in your glass and something. <laughs> Just a stop throwing beer campaign, yeah. maybe. Yeah, stop throwing beer. I know what we'll do. We'll use the picture that your wife tweeted, Kingo, uh, of you ready to podcast with your two with dogs. dogs. Yep. And we'll just plaster on that, stop throwing your beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds good. All the all the dogs get it. Yeah. No, well, I, don't, I don't want to kill the dogs. No, but that you don't know. Nobody wants to kill throw dogs. On, yeah, we won't follow through on that. We'll just. Yeah, yeah. Who wants that to happen? Of course. Um, a, a little bit of a analysis, I guess, or or discussion about the actual game itself. Uh, how good was Jude Bellingham? Just the whole tournament, I think. Even he's probably one of the bright sparks against the USA. I think he's been fantastic. Um, just looks so. 
comfortable on the ball. He makes the right decisions. And yeah, I think he really got that game going, um, especially for the first goal. Um, yeah, it was. He, he played fantastically well again. I love him. I think he's fantastic. I think he might be the best midfield player in the in the entire tournament. I think Modric was was brilliant the other night, but um, Bellingham's. I, I thought Bellingham went a bit missing in the USA game, but apart from that, he's been he's been. Mega. But they all did, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think the Netherlands showed yesterday how to play against the Americans. Um, we we didn't do it as well as they did, obviously. But um, yeah, no, I think. But then they, you know, they he's so young as well. All teams, so nineteen. Yeah, he's only 19. nineteen, and you listen to him in interviews, and he just sounds so mature and so grown up. He's got a good footballing brain. It's just, yeah, all round a solid guy and a really, really good footballer. It, here's a question on him, and I know we well, will know this, but nobody else will know this. We had a brief discussion on on one one of the WhatsApp groups we're in. Um, best midfielder at the World Cup, Bellingham. Yeah, for me, it's between him and, yeah. him and Modric, but yeah. I mean, they're at completely different ends of their career, right? Yeah. Modric is about 65, isn't he? He is about 65, yeah, officially. Yeah, he's 65. It's, um, I mean, Bellingham's only going to get better as well. I, I saw, ridiculously, I saw there was a tweet, one of the, uh, I can't remember which reporter it was, one of the reporters had tweeted out some gushing praise um, about Bellingham, and somebody replied to it saying, we did the same over Deli Alley. Um, we didn't, did we? No, I, I think we. I, I think we, we did. I think we did like gush over Deli Ali a little bit because you got to remember Deli Ali at, at sort of 22 years old had scored more goals than anyone that was 22 years old midfield players in Premier League history or something. It's he has got record. He has got statistics that show that he was incredibly gifted for his his age. At, you know, but after Pochettino left Spurs, it seemed that he didn't quite have it. After that, and I still don't know what happened with Deli Ali. To be honest with you, I think for me, he was good, and he did look good at times. Of course, he was—he was definitely never someone I looked at and thought he'll be world class or he couldn't no. be world class. He he's looked effective though, weren't he? He's effective, but he also looked massively, massively like a confidence player. And I know a lot of footballers, and a lot of well, almost all footballers, it comes down to confidence a lot of the time. But he looked like your atypical confidence player that you see in the lower leagues. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Ross Barkley as well, was, you know, he's, he, he was one that looked like he was going to be something special. And, and, you know, obviously the move to Chelsea wasn't the, the best move for him, but, you know, it's hard to see him coming back from that as well. It's, I, it's hard to see Bellingham go down that same route, though. He's, he seemed, you know, he's got the right head on his shoulders. He's, you know, he, you know, he, yeah, he was walked around... Was it Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea, when he was leaving Birmingham and, and picked to go and play in Germany, where you know, where he's developed, and he knew he'd get game time. He's yeah, he seems to have a sensible head on his shoulders. Do you think there's a? And this is going off tact a bit, um, but Bellingham obviously is going to get a move at some point soon from Dortmund. Now he's been heavily linked to Liverpool. I would suspect Man City will be up in there, interested in him now, um, and probably every other club in the country and outside of the UK, right? Um, Jaden Sancho did similar, didn't he? He was looking excellent while at Dortmund. Obviously got his move to Man United. Yeah. Hasn't really been the same player. I don't know Man United have had 
their struggles themselves as a team and as a club and stuff. A worry for Bellingham? Same thing could happen. As a Man United fan, I can tell you, Jaden Sancho is a far better player when Ronaldo wasn't in the squad. He he's he's you got to think the players he was playing with in Dortmund were Haaland and Marco Reus. They're the two that he played with more than more than anyone else. And and the movement that Dortmund made was brilliant. And I thought Sancho when when we had that spell without Ronaldo at the start of the season, Sancho was our best player. Um, so I don't think it's over for Sancho. I think I think he is going to come back with a vengeance, and I think Ten Hag's a good manager for him, um, especially now Ronaldo's out of the picture. But with Bellingham, I think I think Bellingham will end up at City if he's got brain cells. He'll end up at City rather than Liverpool. You look at Liverpool. Klopp's a really good manager. He gets a lot out of his team. But how many of the Liverpool players has he actually improved? Do you know where I think he'd do really well? Newcastle United. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think he'd be brilliant there. So but, would he get in over Bruno though? This is true, and Joel Linton as well. Yeah, exactly. as a serious, as a serious point. I know you're joking a little bit. I mean, as a Newcastle, Newcastle could afford him. A, a Newcastle could afford him, and what a sell to Bellingham and a, and yeah. a potential new manager. Because look, Eddie Howe's doing a fantastic job at Newcastle. At some point, they're going to want. Uh, a, a world-class manager that's got a name, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think uh, so. I think, I, I think if he's I think Eddie Howe's doing, doing a fantastic job. I think he is. If he gets to his ceiling, so say for instance, obviously we're third, what third in the league at the moment. If we get into Champions League and he really struggles and we don't we don't push on from there, then yeah, you could say that. But then you could say that about any manager, right? You could say that about yeah. Uh, I, I think with the exception of Klopp and and um. Pep, you're probably looking at five years is, is a good run at a football club. So, yeah. you know, it's probably going to be within the next three or f- three to four years that Eddie Howe moves on anyway. And Bellingham will only be 23 at that point. So, it's been talked about for the England job. I don't. Well, I think I think Southgate's now in a position. He's still in the contract for the next tournament, isn't he? Yeah. And you know, he's situation now is he will either go out to France likely Portugal or Spain or he'll lose the final or he'll win it they're the pretty much the options none of those are disgraceful so I think he's I think Southgate's in charge for the Euros at least I mean at the moment so obviously Southgate I would say has probably silenced some critics myself included um He's made all the right decisions so far this tournament, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were we were talking about how he was he should have probably changed things quicker in the, in the America game. Um, but yeah, I think it's like today's game. I think you could see that we weren't doing well, and I think whether that came from the players or whether that came from him about putting the ball long and kind of not trying to pass it out defence, that was the right decision to make. And then yeah, I think he's made some really good decision. Good. Good substitutions at times, and yeah, yeah, he's, he's done a one. Some excellent, um, like choices of player. Because I mean, if you think that even there was a bit of uproar when everyone saw Henderson was starting yeah. today against yeah. Senegal, he, 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 he scored really today. He really suited. Yeah, Henderson was one of the better players today. I think yeah, he did. He looked good. He ran his is... ass off as well. He worked non-stop. He was yeah. yeah, really impressed. I think I think there is such a thing as there is a difference between good club managers and good international managers. It's a different 
style of football completely. And and you know you see like the what was his name Renard the the guy that was the Saudi Arabia manager. He's you know he's been managed three different African nations. He's, Is this Herve Renard? Yeah, he, he's Cambridge manager. What is he a Cambridge manager? Ex Cambridge manager. What? So he managed Cambridge and then decided to manage like Ivory Coast and stuff like that. Let me just double check then make sure I've not made that up. Because there's a distinct possibility I have made that up. Uh, nope, yeah, he managed Cambridge. I did not main, make that up. Wow. 2004. Wow. But so it's a, he's had a checkered. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just give you his management career. Go on, let's go for it. Uh, SC, um, I can't pronounce this, uh, Dragoinen. Uh, 99 to 2001, Cambridge 2004, Namdin 2004, Cherbourg 2005 2007, Zambia, Angola, USM, Alger, Zambia, Socho, Ivory Coast, Lille, or Lille, uh, Morocco, and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, what a career! I mean, isn't it? But he's taken what? He's been at like four World Cups now. He's obviously clearly a better international manager than he is a club manager. And I think... He didn't do great at Cambridge. Exactly. And I think Southgate might might be one of those managers. A lot of people are talking about him potentially going back into the club game. And, you know, you can see him at somewhere that he used to play, maybe a Villa or Borough or, or Palace or something. But, like, none of the big clubs are going to take a chance on Southgate. None of them are. So, I think, actually, after England, he might be better off managing another international team. You know, I think Sven did after he managed England, didn't he? I know he went to City for a while. I think he ended up managing Ivory Coast, I think. Um, Capello managed Russia. I think I think we will see him going, staying in, in the international game, even if it's not with us. He's done well, hasn't he? And I tell you, I think part of the problem comes probably a little bit that he, he's a bit of a boring choice, isn't he? Hmm. He doesn't in, take, yeah, he, yeah. I think from a, even from a playing, playing perspective, it's not England aren't a fantastic team to watch. Um, they just oh, I don't know. So I mean, it, it, it's, they, they, it's, it's a really rubbish term I'm going to use, but in fits and spurts, they're, they're fantastic to watch. They're, they're functional rather than exciting, though. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. I, and, and don't be wrong. If we win this World Cup, I, I'm fully on, on board with functional. But, yeah, the last few World Cups and, and Euros and things that we've had under Southgate, it's not been the most exciting football. We've relied a lot on set and pieces, which obviously we haven't as much this year. Um, but it is just sort of going through the motions. There's nothing. He's not doing anything unique. Do you think it's, it's there's a large part of it down to his man management? Yeah. Yeah, I think you hear quite a lot of, you know, the, the, the what's, what was it called the golden generation that they stayed in their Chelsea Manchester United Arsenal Liverpool camps even when they were in England and you don't hear that out of this group this group do all seem to hang out together apparently Bellingham and, and Henderson are best mates now like that's something that's come out of this World Cup where, where, where else would that have happened like yeah you, you don't hear of those kind of things coming out previously you, but you look as well what he's getting out of Harry Maguire yeah that's got you got some of that's got to be put down to the way he handles handles the players because obviously he's not been informed for United. He's he's really struggled at times and he's coming out and and looked complete. He's looked brilliant the whole tournament. I know there's a couple of shaky moments today, but 
he's trying to put passes through that we weren't seeing. So, and I think, yeah, he's been really, really solid. Yeah, he suits this kind of football. You know, the reason he's been struggling for United of late is because United are trying to play a much higher line. Um, and England play quite a deep line. So, he, you know, he's not going to get caught out in pace too much. We England actually tried to play quite a high line today and, and got caught on the pace a couple of times um, and just dropped it back a little bit to suit both Stones and, and Maguire. What about moving forward? The big, the big quarterfinal tie up against France. Early days, I know. We're still reveling in the victory, but got a chance? I don't, I don't know how good this France team is. I, they could be brilliant, but they've not come out of first gear yet. They've not had. Yeah. To. Would you say? Would you say England have come out of first gear yet? Yeah, I think England came. Yeah, a couple of times England have been second, third gear in in spurts when they've had to. Um, but yeah, no, this France team that they they could. I don't. I genuinely don't know how good they are. But I think so. I, so I was in another group chat and someone said that they. Mbappe aside, they take England players in every position. And I disagree with a couple. I think you, yeah. I think Hernandez is a better left back than Shaw. I think Varane's a better centre back than what we've got. But I think we've got a better midfield than them. Um, Griezmann's great, but so is Kane um, and Saka and, and you know all those guys. So yeah, I think we we match up pretty evenly to them. They've got an X factor. We've got a couple of X factors. It's going to be a tough game. It's, it's definitely going to be a tough game, and I think this, like I said, this will be the test. I think if we do, we do come away from this game with a win, then yeah, you could really start start believing that this could be be our time. But yeah, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. If we can get ahead, I think we'll do really well because yeah. I think we've got a much better squad than they've got because of all their injuries. So the players that they would normally be bringing off the bench to sort of hold a game through are the, the players they're starting now because of. Pogba's injury, you know, Kante and, and and all the other guys that they're missing, Benzema and stuff. So yeah, they're down to the kind of the, the eleven that we would have if we had the similar kind of injuries, but we don't have those injuries. We've got a squad, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Might be ben, a good game. Ben might be a really big, really, really big factor. It's, it's, it's gonna be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. All the quarterfinals should be good. They should all be should. good. There should be, but before the quarterfinals, there's um, some more round of 16 games to come. Uh, Monday, we've got Japan-Croatia and Brazil v South Korea. Japan-Croatia's the, the main one there, right? That's going to be the, the most interesting game, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think Japan are a better team than people are giving them credit for, and I think, they, I, I, I think they'll, they'll beat Croatia tomorrow. Yeah, where's yeah. ripped in? Where's you ripped into him yesterday? So they've only been good. Only been good for twenty minutes. They have only been good for twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah what Japan have got? What they've got that a lot of teams haven't got in this World Cup is is they've got players that can come off the bench and completely change the way they play. Um, and they can go a lot more direct. Which you know they've they, with the two wins they've got. That's exactly what they've done. They've been extraordinarily average. And actually been behind in both the games they've won. And then they've brought players off the bench and the other team hasn't adapted quick enough um, to what they're trying to do. So I think I think if that's the case again, Croatia might be in trouble. But I just I just think that midfield of Croatia is it's class. 
more <coughs> experience, and I think that'll probably just get them through. That's the thing about the Spanish and the, the Germans. They're, they've got a lot of talent in both squads, but there's not a lot of tournament experience in either of them. Whereas the Croatia team is is full of it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, prediction then, Wes. Well, while you're waxing lyrical about the Croatians, I think com- Croatia. comfortable two 0 Croatia win. Two 0 goal scorers. Uh, Kramrich, both of them. Oh, interesting. Uh, Kingo. I'm going to go for a 1-0 Japan win. Um, don't ask me who's going to score because I don't know. I mean, Rowan. He's the, yeah, he's we'll the lad that's been making the biggest yep. impact, isn't he? Yeah, we're we'll going up. You're going with, with him, are you? Yep. Excellent. I will go with a... Oh, I wanted to go 1-0 Japan, but I can't. <laughs> uh, I'll go 2 0 Japan. Uh, and I'm going to go with a goal from Takumi Minamino. Okay. And uh, Maya Yoshida. Defender? Oh, yeah, defender, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Set piece. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, he's going to sneak a he's gonna sneak header. And Minamino will uh, score from outside the box via a deflection. While we're talking about predictions, actually, just remind everybody what the predictions of the the French Poland game were. Yeah, I, I think, think I we know that one. Did, did I go three one? No, you didn't. No. You went two one. I went three one. Yeah, <laughs> I did say so, Mbappe would score though twice. I had Mbappe twice, but I also had Griezmann, but it was uh, Giroud, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I did have Lewandowski though. You did. Yeah, so I think I ta- I think I take the point for that one. Yep. Yeah, you did very well, mate. Yeah, what was uh, England predictions? I was way off the mark there. Oh, I had 3 0. Did you? Yeah. I had 3 0 and Kane to score. So I had, point I had, to I had, you then, Wes. Yeah. That's 1 1 0. King O's going well. It's all right. Japan will, Japan will win Japan 1 0. Well. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, the other one tomorrow, uh, like we said, is Brazil, South Korea. Um, Brazilians should, should win that comfortably, do you think? I don't, I don't think any game's comfortable against South Korea. They're, they're you know, really, really organised and hard to play against. But yeah, I think I think Brazil will win. Neymar's back as well, isn't he? Yep. Neymar's back now, is he? Yeah, they confirmed he's going to play today as well. So, um, well, breaking breaking live pod news. Oh, hello. Breaking news. Well, I say it's, it's breaking news for us three, but everyone that's listening to this will already know. But uh, England manager Gareth Southgate has confirmed that Raheem Sterling will indeed head back to the UK. Oh, so he's out on the tournament. Yeah. Oh man, it must have horrible happened to him. Bless him. It's not nice, is it? Oh, he's had a robbery at his home. Yeah, he's had an armed robbery at his home. Oh, for fuck's sake! Which is ridiculous. It's horrible. Scumbags, eh? Isn't it? It's just horrible. Um. Best wishes. Although I mean, Raheem uh, and his family. I'm not saying he's out, either. They're just saying he's going back home. So he's got six days to get stuff sorted, security-wise, and then he could be back, I suppose. So a bit more, yeah, a bit more news on that. So um, Henry Winter, the reporter, uh, says obviously Sterling is very distressed uh, and shaken and concerned for his family. So he's returning home. He may return should the circumstances be right, but his family has to come first, which I think everyone has to. Right decision. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. And actually, while we're talking about Brazil, 
um, it's perhaps worth just just sending best wishes towards Pele. Um, yeah. He's not in a good way, is he? He's not. I think he's in palliative care now, isn't he? Which is never a good sign. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be a huge loss to the footballing world. Yeah, that he will be. And I think, so for listeners that have listened to the It's All Cobblers to Me podcast and listen to the It's All Euro 2020 to Me podcast, obviously the, the ongoing joke we had was, does Pelé shag around? Um, I think it's officially time to retire that joke. Um, no longer brings about the same sort of feeling with Pelé uh, in, in a bad situation. So that joke is no more. Um, let's move on, though, quickly to predictions. Brazil, South Korea. Who went first? Wes? Brazil, me first. Um, yeah. I'm going to go... I'm going to go exciting. I'm going to go 4-2. That's a lot of goal scorers to go through. Go yeah. on. Uh, Neymar... Richardson and uh, two two for Neymar, two for Richardson, and then um, yeah, I reckon Son will get a couple for for Korea. So I see you've gone with the ones you could remember. Hold well on, I've, uh, I've gone top of my head prediction. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kingo, uh, I'm gonna go three nil Brazil. And go on. I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, Neymar, uh, Richardson, and let's go someone a bit left field. Fred. Thiago Silva. Ooh. I will take a, a 4-1 Brazil, please, if I may. Uh, I'll go with uh, an early Son goal for South Korea. It'll be that famous, oh, they've scored too early. Yeah. Um, and then the four from Brazil, I'll go two Neymar. I'll go one Bruno. Yeah, go on, Bruno. That's just for you. <laughs> and I'll go the other, Richarlison. The, the stadium's going to go mental if Neymar scores, by the way. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're all big ready. Neymar fans, are they? He's like the poster boy out there, isn't he? So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's going to be pretty mad scenes if Neymar gets a goal. Scenes as the young limbs, if you will. Exactly. Although you haven't seen many limbs, have you, in in the World Cup stadiums? It's been lucky. Do you know, it's been a really weird World Cup, and I think it is because of the lack of alcohol and stuff. But you're not even hearing about like England fans getting in trouble or any kind of fans getting in trouble. There's there's just been like people going there and enjoying football. It seems kind of that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. What a weird thing to do. Yeah. Where's the violence? We don't want to see that. Where is it though? You know. I would argue there's probably enough violence in Qatar anyway. Yeah. Well, do you know the the majority of the the people that I've seen out that are out there are saying that they're they're actually having a much better time because there's an alcohol ban in stadiums and you know it's harder to get it out there. Maybe it is a good thing that alcohol isn't served at football games. Controversial opinion, but I mean, I don't get out games anyway. Get Get out, Wes. I'm leaving. On that on that note, uh, we'll be looking for a new member of the podcast uh, (laughs) moving forward. So if anyone fancies it, let us know. Um, Wes will be busy thinking about what he's just said. Um, We'll call it a day there. I think. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening. I should remind everybody: you can get in touch. um, Football to me pod at gmail.com 
or on Twitter at Euro 2020 to me. Um, we've had nobody get in touch over the last few days. So anybody, if anybody's out there, Please, great somebody. to hear from you. Anybody but Kingo's wife. Yeah. Yeah, she oh, no, 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 I'll push Kingo's wife. That'll be fine. Yeah, that's not a slight against Kingo's wife, by the way. Yeah. It's, it, it's, you know, it'd be nice to get a bit of variety rather than it seeming like we only have one listener. I'm a bit worried about Dunstan because obviously the US are gone. Is he all right? We've not heard from Dunstan for a while. Maybe yeah. we lost him during the break. Yeah. Yeah. I hope not. I hope you're listening. Maybe, maybe because we've only been back for the weekend. Maybe he's only the Monday to Friday listener because he's, he's at work. So if you're back, give us an email, lad. Anyone? Anyone get in touch? Uh, thanks very much for listening. As always, we'll be back tomorrow uh, to dissect uh, the two games and look forward to the final round uh, of the last 16 games. Which remind me, is that Spain v. Uh, who is Spain playing? Morocco. Morocco and Portugal v. Switzerland. Switzerland. Thank you, Kingo. I don't know where Statman Wes was on that. Oh, uh, Blanked both the games. So I knew it was Spain yeah. and Portugal because that's the quarterfinal I'm predicting. But That's all you had. Yep. Must do better. On that note, good night. <laughs>